Welcome to the life of a global desi. A podcast that connects like-minded desis all over the globe by conforming to stereotypes and breaking them. Introducing Life of a Global Desi interviews. Yes, we bring to you our conversations with remarkable global desis who are doing some truly cool things in life. The idea is to bring fresh perspectives, add diverse voices, and expand the global desi community. On to our episode now. Our guest today is Cindy Gandraj, the founder of Stillness Blooms, which is a platform for women going through divorce so they can become more confident in themselves and for the children. She is a life coach, teacher, motivational speaker, and the number one best-selling author of Winning Your Parents' Approval for Divorce: Seven Practices to Leave Your Marriage with Their Blessings. Cindy attained her BA in Management and Economics from Gaucher College. She's also a certified divorce coach and a RYT yoga certified teacher. She has spoken at Women's Center for Leadership, HP Women's Impact Network, and Dress for Success Worldwide. She loves hiking, meditation, and lives in Maryland with her corgi Joy and her partner David. She's gifting our listeners her Stillness Bloom's best self-assessment tool. This self-awareness tool helps women to increase the confidence in the divorce process. You can get a copy by emailing contact at stillnessblooms.com. Hi everyone, this is Archana and this is Aarti. We have with us today Cindy Gujral. Hi Cindy, it's so good to connect with you and have you on our podcast. Oh, I'm gr- I'm happy to be here. And I'll just say it's Gunraj. Oh, it's Gunraj. I'm so sorry about that. Okay. No worries. So, Cindy Gunraj. <laughs> awesome. So, let's jump right in with an icebreaker. Great. So, we have a fantastic icebreaker for you. Hopefully, it'll be fun and will allow our listeners to get to know you a little better. So, Cindy, if there was a movie made about your life what genre would it be and who do you think would play you oh my goodness such a good question uh i, I you know i was going to go to the whole uh eat pray love because <laughs> because that's sort of what i've gone a bit of what i've gone through uh and we'll get into that obviously um I I would say someone like Julia Roberts, you know, would uh would play me not so much her but the character in that she's looking she's trying to find her voice, her confidence, her own way in life and she has to go through a series of tests and really it's really about believing in herself and what is right for her. It's awesome. I love love that movie yep. and I think I recently saw it again. Same. And it's such a feel good feel good movie. Awesome. Great. Uh good pick. So, Cindy, um in the same vein, you know, just so we understand you a little bit more, what identities do you strongly associate with um you know, in terms of maybe influences while growing up, which parts of the globe, maybe places, some books, you know, any anything that you associate strongly with? Yes. I I would say that I 
have gotten to be exposed to so many different kinds of backgrounds. Uh, you know, my mom is from the Caribbean, uh, Trinidad. My dad is from Guyana, South America. My mom was raised Hindu. My dad was raised Christian. Uh, I was married to a South Indian Brahmin, you know, in Chennai. So, and then I grew up in the United States. You know, we moved here when I was eight. So I've, I've um, had that experience as well. So I would say I've learned to embrace all of that, actually, you know, which has helped me. Um, it's helped me. I feel like it's enriched me in that when I meet Dissies from all over, I actually can connect. I don't identify with just one thing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like the way you've described, you know, your growing up years, it really feels like the world has been your oyster, right? And it's obviously in a, in a Desi context, because very often when, especially for Arti and I, who grew up primarily in India and then moved to the United States, it's a very particular type of Desi background, right? It's, it's Desis who moved to the US. Um, but we forget that there's Desis all over the world and they've grown up all over the world. And, you know, mm -hmm. there, there really is such a diaspora across the world, especially, you know, in the Caribbean, South America, Africa, all of these places. So yeah. it's so exciting to speak with you and get some of those perspectives. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Sure, sure, absolutely. And I'll tell you with regard to books, um, I tend to read things that are just very, you know, uplifting broad and different perspectives mm. you know because I, I i am a person that um i i seek to understand myself you know i want that experiential knowledge uh so you know if i read for example i don't know if you've heard of eckhart tolle's work uh the new earth so so he talks about you know one of the things he talks about is the roles we play mm and identities we give ourselves. You know, roles can be mother, wife, daughter-in-law, um, good Samaritan, uh, doctor, you know, what have you. But, you know, he says that it's beautiful to embrace that, but there's something deeper, right? Um, and can we bring um, that deepness to each role is, is essentially what I value in his work. And what I try to do too, is to bring the fullness of myself to different experiences in life. So, so for example, like when I'm speaking with my mom, you know, she comes from a very traditional background. She was, uh, she, it was almost an arranged marriage, I would say. Um, and she sees life uh, that in a certain way that's very different from me. And when we butt heads, I, I often try to come from a place of giving her a different perspective, you mm. know, um, and that's, that's, I, I seek to understand her and then I seek to say, oh, but what about these options? You've got this option here, this, this, and then that I find when you're, when you're butting heads with someone, it offers a broader perspective rather than them being locked in their uh, way of doing things, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so that's, that's why I value his work. That's lovely and so relatable, right? Like we all go through <laughs> actually having those moments with our parents where we are each challenging each other's uh, point of view and like perspective. 
and we've seen that with our parents for sure they've just grown with us in so many ways over the years i had the chance to actually look through your website and uh, talk us through uh, what's the core idea behind stillness blossoms and what's the significance of the name and maybe the story behind it how did you come up with it yeah so so still yeah stillness blooms so the tagline is be brave and listen to the whispers of your heart and that was really birth from my own you know we have life challenges everyone has life challenges that you get a you get a chance for it to define you um and you learn some more about yourself you know um so one of my life challenges was going through a divorce and you know what i found was i i found myself in a toxic marriage and i didn't know it was toxic i only knew when i slowly started to become um started to come from a place of questioning like where my life what the direction of my life was taking mm-hmm. you know and it was um you know you've heard this we all we we all learn through pain immense pain and suffering and that's i had a i had a stage of that um and that really helped me see that i wasn't uh, i was ready for a new path that would allow me to actually embrace my own voice my own identity um and value my own worthiness and those are some things i noticed that the women that i grew up around and when i say that i mean my elders my aunts you know elder cousins and such and um and just the relationships i i grew up i saw there was this uh a lot of room left for for women um really knowing their worth and really ha- understanding what a partnership is versus um um play playing the role of the good wife or the supportive wife um and then sort of foregoing their own needs you know um so that that i would say what happened was i had to learn what i what i couldn't learn from that background and when i did learn it i said oh there must be other women there must be other women like me that actually when they they want to step out and when they do step out one they don't know how to they don't feel supported um and they don't really know what that will look like because they're met with fear and um so that's why I, that was really the core of why I created stillness broom blooms is to give women the ability to find their own voice their independence and confidence uh so particularly if they were having a divorce they can feel like they could create confidence for themselves and also give their children the best life that they could have in this new path mm-hmm. that's lovely um what's the story behind the name so the name you know i in my time of when i was going through my divorce i i came what i was met was of a very un- unsupportive uh background of for you know from my from my parents you know folks in my culture you know things that were seen was oh you know i'm being the woman that is being challenging or i'm mm-hmm. you know being um i'm not valuing what i'm getting from the, mm. from the current relationship um 
I, you know, I should stay quiet and accept the life that I have. Um, you know, uh, you know, then there's the undertones of, you know, you can't do better, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, you, you know, this, you signed up for this, you made a commitment, you need to honor it. Mm. Um, so there are a lot of undertones, actually. And, and, and it's like, you know, it's all those folks are operating from what they know, you know, what they grew up in. And so in order to get myself out of that thinking, and out of that energy, I became still. So I did a lot of meditation, I did a lot of going into Mother Nature, and observing her ways of, of change, actually, <laughs> you know, she shows that change is a natural part of life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That is so true. And, she, and there's no, you know, the other thing I learned in nature, and I always get intuitive um, guidance in, in Mother Nature, is she shows that things die and they rebirth. And that, that, that life is chaotic and then it becomes orderly. Like, so I could... So it was, I was getting direction in the stillness and that allowed me to bloom into the path I was going. I was choosing for myself. That's lovely. Um, I actually watched your vlog and it was so beautiful. You were in a national park and you were uh, drifting through some cut down trees behind you and you were talking about the same process with Mother Nature. and. It was actually super inspiring and uplifting. It was like this uh, pick-me-up uh, for me while listening to it that day. And that's what I saw through your story as well right now as, as you shared it. And uh, just how you took that experience and turned it into what you just turned it into is gorgeous. And so from that journey, what compelled you to become an author? And then later, like now you're a life coach and a speaker and, you know, an entrepreneur. So... Talk us through that journey. Yeah, so the book, uh, which I have here, uh, so I'm holding it up for the for the listeners. I'm holding it up, <laughs> so the so the ladies are seeing it. Uh, you know, the book wasn't something I expected to write. It it was what, but what was happening was I was acquiring so much knowledge and because I was, it was experiential knowledge because I kept stepping out of my comfort zone. You know, I had heard things like it's best for, you know, women to stay out of finances. Men has to, men should make the important decisions. You know, you know, the women don't need to really be consulted mm -hmm. in that. And maybe sometimes it wasn't openly said, but the behavior was there mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and so I had to let go of all of that. I call it in my book, head trash. Hmm. So I, you know, it's like, it's like taking stock of all these limiting beliefs that one grows up around. And it's, it's doing a mental check to offload what is no longer going to serve you towards your path, your highest potential, whatever it is, but the path that you've chosen now, this future woman, you know, is going to be managing her finances, is going to be making, um, you know, life altering decisions on her terms, you know. So, so that's 
I kept acquiring knowledge like that because I was stepping out of my comfort zone. And then I, I thought a book was the best way to distill it and share it with other women who want to build their financial confident muscles, their emotional confident muscles, their you know spiritual confident mm-hmm. muscles. Um, there's just so many dynamics to us. And that is, that is why I chose the book. Cindy, I'm very curious. You brought up a few things earlier in our conversation around the Desi culture and the, de- the Desi context around how, you know, it's there's there's such such of um, you know such a situation created where people, especially who are going through life changes like divorce or say moving countries or just general life transitions, um, you know, don't feel as supported, especially through these changes, right? Um, so I'm curious to hear from you, what are some common reasons that this, you know, this is the case? Like, why do you think that is the case in, in Desi culture? And also, what are some common reasons for people in these transitions, uh, in these life transitions to feel really challenged and feel like they're not getting supported? Yes, great, great question. You know, and that's something that was a hard learning lesson for me, you know, to uncover some of this work, uh, which I share a lot of it in my book. I I think it's, it's, you know, when you, for me, I I noticed I grew up in a Mm. culture, a culture that was, that valued um, certain rules, spoken and unspoken rules, traditions, and they almost moved as a system. It moved as a system where a person had to almost uh, forego their individualism at certain points to, to conform to the system, you know? And, and one example would be, well, women just don't leave their marriage. <laughs> you don't do that. You stay and you're the backbone of the family. You're supposed to support the husband and the children, which there's value in that. I'm not, I'm not an advocate of divorce. Um, what I'm an, what I'm an advocate of is, um, you know, is not having abusive relationships. You know, not having toxic um, environments that breed disrespect. You know, to to anybody, to women specifically. You know, um, and it's another thing is also. A, a woman feeling like she can actually work the voice muscle, develop it and speak her opinions and not be castrated or ignored or shut down by a group of folks that, that is probably dear to her heart, you know? So um, I would say it's something that it's already cultivated and you're 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 already growing up in these nuances and these rules and traditions so it becomes absorbed in your behaviors um in your the actions you take um and the messages you receive so it is so then when you when you you have you come up against something where you know you know you know that it's time to do something different. It's very scary to break out of a, um, for lack of a better word, a tribe mentality, you know? Um, it, it, because what happens when if you take, take you know, 
if you take animals that that have this tribe mentality um, if you step out of the tribe then you lose protection you know you may be eaten by another animal you know Um, and then you know the, the tribe is supporting you by giving you protection by by giving you um, your livelihood pretty much um, so that is why it's so difficult to step out of that and and challenge that if you will because then the tribe sees that as a threat and you know when when that happens then it people become fearful and they act from a place that is um, not their best self because they, they they're scared of what they don't understand so that is why that is why it's so difficult to to step out and do something different if you've grown up with that with strong ties in the culture yeah that is such a unique perspective that you've just offered up there and also um i applaud you for you know looking at the bigger picture and trying to analyze why you think people behave the way they behave uh, you know in these situations and i'm also curious in in what you said a lot of it is you know, we often have this question around why does the Desi community put such a high premium on marriage and more importantly, you know, holding on to it despite all odds. Um, and on the flip side, like why are topics like divorce such a taboo in the Desi community? Like what have been your experiences and what have you heard or, or experienced yourself in terms of why these, uh, you know, this is an issue? Well, you know, I look back at my parents and marriage was an institution it was a system for um, creating a family, supporting it, growing your family, support, and then supporting elders also. So it was actually a system that, that served at that time, right? And so it's, 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 it's a foreign concept to, to my parents and to other folks of that generation when all of a sudden, Um, the woman gets her own voice, her own money, her own independence, Mm. and, and, and wants things done a a different, a certain way, you know, um, it's, it's very, it's a foreign. And so I think why I, I am able to see the big picture is one, I wanted to stop suffering because I was always, when you identify with the, the rules, uh, traditions, and you can't see past that, you will suffer because you're locked into um, trying to seek approval, trying to um, make amends, uh, and trying to um, make everybody happy, you know? And all those are traps because, you know, then one thing happens again and all of a sudden you're not, folks are disappointed with you or unhappy so if so that so those are once I could see that I really couldn't make anyone else truly happy Mm. and my own work on this in this time that I have is to um, Mm -hmm. increase my own awareness and my own feeling good so then I could I could take that potential and share it with humanity and and not not cause additional suffering. Um, that is how I was able to break out and obviously find people. This is a huge one. And I say, I talk about this in my book. When you're making a life change, it's so important to start to develop supportive, um, 
supportive circles. So new people in your life or existing people, the one person that, that you can find that really understand you and won't judge you mm-hmm. and really is, is, I call them your cheerleaders. And I call, and then the other folks um, are emotional vampires because they take and they take and they take. And sometimes emotional vampires, vampires are relatives, um, are loved ones, but then when you make the change, if you continue to, to, to step out and move towards what, will, um, what you know is best for you, sometimes emotional vampires will see the change in you and they will come along for the ride. Yeah. And then, you know, others, other times folks drop away from your life. But the key is to have supportive circles, the right supportive circles when you are stepping out. That's great advice. And uh, also like a lot of the things that you've talk, been talking about through your experiences, for me have been like so relatable in the sense of what's expected of just women in the Desi culture. So just those expectations that you got to kind of fill in and also if you stray even a little away from those expectations like the kind of perception that you know people would have of you as like this outspoken slash you know individualistic why are you like being so selfish and you know you get called all these things which really are not um out of line they're just like what you're seeking out for yourself and trying to find in yourself so uh thanks for sharing that story and I could so relate so hard and also what you were able to do with that right like what you were able to make out of that like finding yourself and like really finding your voice and uh, finding confidence in yourself really helps you give that gift to the world in turn like pay it forward and like make people around you happy and make the world a better place and that really resonated with me. And I will say this, you don't have to separate yourself from the Mm -hmm. culture or the tribe. That is not what this is about. This is about finding parts of you that is suppressed, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that perhaps you have a talent skill that can't be coming. It can't come out because of the environment. It's, you know, for me, one of the, one of the skill sets I learned was I'm, I'm a really good speaker, Mm -hmm. you know, so so it's it's finding those skill sets and then it's like coming back to the culture Mm -hmm. coming back to the tribe and integrating that and being able to be yourself but also coming with the understanding of why folks have the point of views they have and coming with um compassion understanding and patience but also when you're able to move from that, you actually get to enjoy the culture more. You get to actually, en- because you're, you're not stuck in that cycle mm-hmm. of thinking. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yup. And you see the beauty in that culture. From, yes. Um, from that place. You start appreciating yes. the beauty. Yeah, what I love the most, uh, Cindy, in everything that you've said and the way you're expressing your experience, I, I mean, I'm, sure, I'm not sure maybe in the past there has been, but I don't sense, you know, this this real like bitterness because you, you when you meet some people who've had hard experiences or challenges in life, often they come out of that experience with a lot of bitterness holding on to, you know, um, these bad experiences and talking about, you know, how playing that victim in a way. But what I sense from your mm-hmm. experience and the way you're um, 
relaying it to us, uh, and I'm sure it's taken you a while to get there. Uh, it just comes with so much of positivity and and um, optimism, right? And I think that's what a lot of people are hoping for in the world. Just you know, hoping that things are going to get better and they'll be happy, and and that you know that's what we're all stri- striving towards, despite all challenges. Yeah, and I want to say because maybe some of your listeners are going through a tough time, right? Maybe they're in that cloud. Um, or that dark tunnel where they actually feel like a foreigner in their culture, hmm. in the, you know, in that, in the environment. And, and, you know, that is actually part of the process to knowing yourself. You, you actually have to go through that, um, you have to go through that friction and feel like no one understands you and feel alone uh, and feel like, you know, can I, can I, put on my socks today Mm. (laughs) you know it gets down you know can I can I eat a good meal today because that's where some of the women that I coach they are at rock bottom they feel like they're carrying big backpacks of shame Um, and I'm saying this because I want I know there's probably listeners out there in spots that that you know it's they don't see the positivity yet they don't see the the um they're not on the other side so so it's like it's important to honor that stage of it because that when you start to really embrace the um how how um upsetting you feel how how bad a situation is for you that is the that's actually the tipping point for transformation actually is when you acknowledge it because what we, what we want to do and what we were raised as desi women is to neaten things up is to ignore is to deny is to play things down mm-hmm. and all those ways suppress actually what you're feeling and possibility for you to feel better yep absolutely um so relatable again um you talked about like the woman you coach and you are a life coach um as a life coach uh, do you have a life coach for yourself uh, you know how therapists have therapists but yeah do you have a life coach for yourself <laughs> and then um how do you find the fortitude to be there for others all the time like are there days when you are down or you don't feel like it or and how do you cope with that and then how do you manage to tap back into like your wellsprings of you know being and be able to spread that gift to the world yeah so one of the things when i was going through i'll take you back to the divorce tra- transformation that stillness piece of of learning cuz i grew up around women that didn't make time for themselves that busied their schedule that felt bad for treating themselves, right? So it's infusing little bits of stillness and worth and making yourself feel good. And it's one step at a time. It's, it's not this big lunge. Uh, so when I started learning how to develop that routine for myself and what that looks like is getting up in the morning and I have lots of tools which I share with my clients, you know, things like um, breathing exercises, meditation, walking in nature, um, journaling, uh, you know, reflective exercises to see what you're thinking, um, stretching, just exercising the body, um, you know, so when I, 
when I started learning what puts gas back in my engine and then how much gas I need, because those are the two keys, then I knew how much energy I would need to um, move about a situation, a difficult situation, you know? Um, So when we, like, for example, if I don't have children, but I will tell you that, you know, what I've seen is I've, I've witnessed births. When a woman is, is having the child, she needs focus, discipline, commitment, um, trust, right? And faith to actually go through with the process. And a transition is no different. It's no different. Like you actually need commitment. You, you mm. need focus. You, you, need, um, you need an investment. And the investment is in your, in your energy, your own energy. So, so I, it's when, the women that I work with, mm. they, they, those are the skill sets that I noticed that we weren't taught you, you know, early on that they need to cultivate that will get them to actually taking the actions and having the behaviors that will move them towards their goals that they want for themselves, you know? So like a goal could be, okay, well, um, I want to, you know, if, if, if my mom, um, keeps asking me to do stuff, I want to be able to just tell her no. You know, that could be a goal. And how, how common is that? You know, it's so hard for us um, to, to say no to, to elders, especially. So that is a muscle that needs to be cultivated. You know, you, you don't just learn that. And then to cultivate that muscle, you have to have yep. focus, discipline, faith. It's an investment. Um, and you have to be able to step out of the comfort zone. And so that would be an example of I feel why this work is so important and necessary for women that want to close that gap of who they are and who they would like to be. 100%. I think that's just uh, fantastic advice, A, for people, you know, who are going through transitions right now in their life. So very tactical, tactical advice that you've given there. Um, I did want to uh, go back to the earlier thing that you said about how women, um, in our culture, the Desi culture. And I think this is also especially for generations um, above us, right? Our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunts, our, uh, you know, sisters, and, and maybe not as much in our, like the millennial generation, who just don't seem to indulge themselves, right? This whole like feeling that if they take out an hour for themselves, like having that I think mommy guilt is a real thing. Even just like Desi women guilt is such a real thing that if I take an hour out for myself, do my exercise, I'm somehow not being a good mother or that I'm somehow not being a good wife. And um, I think, and and like you rightly said, it's uh, you, we all know women like that and we sometimes get like that, right? And so it's, it is a muscle and it takes baby steps. You don't have to suddenly transform into this, uh, you know, woke woman the next day, but you have to push yourself and take those baby steps. And to that point also, I think these are all things we can do internally um, if we're going through, you know, as we're going through these transitions, as we're all trying to evolve. What advice would you have for family and friends and society at large, right, the Desi culture at large, in supporting someone who's willing to make these small changes and is maybe going through a bigger life transition. Right. So the funny thing about 
uh, when <laughs> the funny thing about when one person decides to change, um, it it it's almost like uh, resetting the thermostat. So, so if you're going to change, then it's going to disrupt the people around you, you know? Yeah, because all of a sudden, you may, you may have changed a particular way you react. So they don't know, you're not reacting the same way. So they don't know what to do with that. <laughs> you know? So it, yeah. it becomes a little, if we take the perspective of... Um, you know, how can they support us in this change? Um, it is, it can be one of those traps because we're changing and they're still trying to figure out what is going on. <laughs> so um, they, they, they may be so confused and, and um, for some, you know, in, in toxic situations, they may even shut down your behavior. You know, um, they because they may feel threatened by it. You know, like for example, if you have, uh, let's say, um, let's take a a, um, a a husband and and wife, and you know, all of a sudden, uh, the, you know, let's say the roles are traditional, and then the wife is the way the the what she's been doing is she's been doing. The um, she worries for her kids, and then she worries for her husband, and then she tries to um, if 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 the husband is um, not emotionally available for the children, she tries to fill that gap. Let's take that example, okay? Hmm. Um, it can be common. Yep. <laughs> so 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 all of a sudden, let's say she's getting woke. She's taking the necessary steps. So all of a sudden, she's seeing that, A, that she doesn't have to fill that gap. That's not her responsibility. Her responsibility is to um, acknowledge, you know, her own growth, take care of herself so she can show up for her, her, her partner um, and her child um, in the best way she can, right? Um, so that mm -hmm. partner may be confused, well, why aren't you filling that gap anymore? You know, and they may lash out, you know, like, oh, you know, the, the son is sad that that I um, I didn't show up to this this event. You know, why didn't you take care of him? Why didn't you take him out? Why didn't you, you know, so and, and it can be done in not a nice way. It could be done in a, a verbally abusive way, you know. Um, so that's what I mean is it's you could be in a situation as you change. Um, not ma not many folks may support that because that means something has to change with them in order for the dynamic to keep working. Yeah, and the status quo is challenged, right? Because everyone's happy with the status quo and to your point about the comfort zone. Um, yeah, that's that's such such interesting, uh, you know, uh, analogies and insight. And, and I'm sure there's every relationship that we see around us is feeling that friction and tension, especially if one or two people choose to challenge it, right? And, and it really, um, really is that contributor to evolve evolution and growth in a lot of ways. And especially in Desi cultures, as we become more and more open 
with talking about topics like these, which in general, very honestly, growing up, um, I don't ever remember people talking openly about how they feel or, or you know, how they, how they uh, want to do something different. And everything was about following the norm and status quo and divorce was such a taboo topic and you know anything take anything right so it's it's just helpful that we're having these open conversations um and thank you so much for being vulnerable sharing sharing your experience and and really um i think illuminating a lot of uh you know people's perspectives i think just just being able to broaden them you know, as we wrap up here, Cindy, I'm I'm um, curious about what are the things that are keeping your um, brain cells really uh, stimulated right now? What are you curious about? What are your hopes for the future? Yes, well, I'm I'm really curious about you know how this this uh, COVID experience is is mm-hmm. it's it's how it's actually playing out in many different ways. In, in different parts of the world. That's that's because I, what I've been observing is you have the end of it where it's people are losing their lives, families are are distraught, um, and then you have the other side of it where families are forced to spend more time with each other, and you know kids are homeschooled, and um, you know so it, I I've seen um, some beauty from it and while I've seen some pain from it and so I'm I'm curious to see what this means for us in the future so I I keep my um, awareness on that and I do that by you know if I go into nature and you know there's a few people around um, sometimes I see them wearing masks some sometimes I don't Mm -hmm. and and it's interesting because uh, you know I I feel like folks are watching the count, the the count, and it's influencing their behavior, you know, Um, which, you know, I feel one of the things that that my divorce taught me was that we don't have control of the external variables, actually. We don't have control of natural disasters. You know, we don't have control of who this virus will will take from us and you know because we know this is not this is this is affecting every color every gender every what what have you mm-hmm. but what we do have control of is the fear that it elicits in us that's actually what we have control of so so if we can turn our attention towards dealing with that fear and minimizing it and finding ways, um, like I said, to find the stillness in our day. Um, and or, why? Because then when we, when we prepare ourselves and the situations come, we feel better equipped, right? So I, I, I feel like this is an opportunity because I always look for the opportunity and the challenge. Um, this is an opportunity to get still and improve our own, um, the fear within us you know, um, and increase our own well-being. Absolutely. And also such timely advice. Um, I think we all like are in that place right now. Uh, quite, It's very real, like our fear 
of the pandemic and of just covid and like stepping and out other of the people's house. fear yeah and other people's fear yes. dripping off that and like mm-hmm. consuming social media and you know how that affects that fear and so on is very real so thank you for the advice um lastly uh before we let you go you are on the global desi podcast so um what does the term global desi mean to you and how uh how do you identify with it or do you identify it with it why or why not yeah you know for me i i i love the term because i feel like there's there is desis all over the world you know and that wasn't something i really understood growing up uh you know and i didn't i didn't really think about it it was only when i started going through my life experiences and traveling around the world and and seeing other daisies did i see that um while there's daisies all over the world i feel like um our struggles as a human um as women are very similar you know and that that is what i want to say is that increasing the confidence and stepping into our ownership of of our own life and our um own voice is a common struggle um across the board is what i've noticed so i feel it's a beautiful thing to acknowledge that there's daisies all over and we're more more alike than we're different yeah like the term that comes to mind when you were just saying that was intersectionality mm. like how we come from all different places and we carry all these different identities but you can relate to people just about anywhere in the world based off experiences or similar identities and so on so yeah um thank you so much Cindy uh before we let you go is there anything that you think that we didn't ask you or would you, you would like to still share with our listeners this is your floor <laughs> uh you know i feel like what i want to say and specifically to desi women is um when you know when you come from learning about your own uh when you start to put put yourself um and your your when you start to develop your own values and the way you see the world um it actually benefits the culture it benefits the tribe it actually because you have uh, o- oprah says this you know it's like you have you your cup is then overflowing First. so then that overflowing is what you have to give to your husband to your kids to your elders to everybody and that is when you are truly giving um versus the other part is is a can be a bit um it can be a bit coming from a place of shortage and and strife and frustration mm-hmm. so um and I'll wrap up with you do have the choice to move from the full cup it just starts with one one decision love that yeah we use that analogy at our uh, workplace as well which is the cup having your cup full what are things that fill my cup and what are things that empty it out and the fact of the matter is you can only give if your cup is full so you can't just keep giving and giving and beyond it being empty even so yes absolutely and and when you when you start to experience giving from a full cup 
um, and you do it enough, yeah, so it, you it don't want to like go back. True transformation, right? And yeah, thanks for those wise words, mm-hmm. uh, Cindy. Where can people, our listeners, find you on social media? And uh, I believe you are also gifting. Um, some of our listeners, the Stillness Blooms Best Self Assessment Tool. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So, so folks can find me on. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page and a personal page. Uh, Facebook page is Stillness Blooms Personal Cindy Gunraj, and uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, another, uh, and the uh, assessment tool is. So it's it's a beautiful. It's a it's almost like a um, grounding, a grounding tool that it helps people to find out um, their strengths because sometimes we don't know our strengths, especially as women. You know, we kind of play down things or um, minimize them or, or we get mixed messages that confuse us. Mm. So it's identifying your strengths. It's, it's seeing that you are unique. So you start to see your uniqueness. And then it's also identifying those roadblocks and triggers, the kinds of triggers that are unique to you. And what, so then when they come up, you can start creating the stillness to let it come up, observe it, and then make a different choice. So this tool is so powerful for when you're making a a change. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for being on this podcast, Cindy. Really appreciate your time and hope our listeners uh, took away, you know, some really interesting golden tidbits from all of that. And please do reach out to Cindy on all of these mentioned, um, you know, social media places. And uh, thanks to our listeners for tuning in to this episode. Uh, Stay curious and peace out. Hey, Daisy. If you enjoyed this episode, then please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening to podcasts. And drop us a note on lifeofaglobaldesi at gmail.com or our social media to keep up this awesome dialogue. Oh, and don't forget to give us a five-star rating. You're so cheap. Why are you asking them for five-star ratings? Well, I always ask for the rating I want, not the one I have. You know, like dress for the job you want, not the one you have. That's like the stupidest thing I've heard all day. Arthi, you're so judgmental. You need to stop being judgmental. I just think you can't be so demanding. That's all. You ask for what you want. (laughs) Bleh.